Guys, did you know that they caught the Long Island serial killer? Do you guys know who the Long Island serial killer is? Um, <clears throat> no. Okay, like in, in, in true crime circles, the Long Island serial killer, bit of a mouthful there, is a, uh, a bit of a boogeyman. Like there's a lot of theory crafting. There's been a billion podcasts. People have been speculating who he was. They caught him yesterday. Oh. oh. And he is the most unremarkable looking person. He's the kind of person you would pass <laughs> in the street and forget their face five seconds later, which is, I guess, how he was a successful serial killer for 20 years or so. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's if if you're if one. I've had a passing interest in true crime. He's like one of the weird, recurring characters of true crime podcasts and stuff. So it's kind of awesome they caught him. Yeah, huh. better late than never, I guess. Better late than never. Yeah, uh, Nick, welcome back to the podcast, man. I've missed you. How you been? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I've been very busy with life, work, and everything, but I've still managed to find some time for some sweet gaming you know um it's become a very nice release valve to just unwind even if for just you know might be 15 minutes might be a nice couple hours on a weekend yeah so thank you for having me i'm excited to talk some gaming today yeah yeah awesome yeah welcome as always uh kevin orn good to see you guys too uh what are we doing today orn uh we're we're gonna be a hype game journalist and we're gonna talk Ooh. about the state of gaming specifically when it comes to the game of the year so far but we're also going to talk about games that we think could be in our game of the year conversation by the end of the year and yeah we're just kind of taking stock what's good what's bad what's disappointing what's exceptional etc all right kind of a mid-year review a little check-in taking the temperature as kendall would say Taking the temperature, um, yeah. Checking the temperature. Uh, all right, guys. Let's start. Let's start with a heavy hitter. A uh, a, a real a real shiny paragon of um, action gaming. Oren, why you spend? Why have you spent fifty hours playing Final Fantasy sixteen? When I understand that it's only a thirty hour game. Normally, yeah. you're very efficient at beating these games, but for some reason, you seem to be doing these boring side quests. What's going on? Uh, I mean, I'm doing the boring side quests, and uh, I realize I should not have done the boring side quests. I just did them. I mean, so there are some good ones, but overall, yeah, the boredom is real. I've been playing Final Fantasy 16. Um, I my history with Final Fantasy is interesting because I'm kind of I'm pretty much a casual, but I've played ten. I never finished ten. You I got, played ten. I played 10, yeah. I got like oh. 80%, 90% into the game. And then yeah. some of the end game bosses were just like too hard for me. And I was like, I'm going to come back to this. And then I just never got back to it. So hmm. I played 10. I played 7 Remake Part 1, you know, which I beat and I yeah. loved. And I yeah. think I played one other. Oh, yeah, I played 15. Um, 15, I think I also never finished. I think I just was <laughs> playing it and I just never got back to it. So I have like this history of not finishing Final Fantasy games, but I did finish oh. Final Fantasy Remake Part 1. Um, this one I intend to finish and I am at the way end of the game, but the game mm -hmm. just doesn't end. It just keeps going. <laughs> it just keeps going. You think it's going to end and then you find out that there's another form or another crystal that you have to fight. But um, But yeah, overall, it's a weird game. Because I like it. I like it, but I think it has a lot of problems. And 
skill up the YouTuber, uh, I recommend his Final Fantasy 16 review because he did not yeah. like the game and he gives a nice overview of all the flaws in the game. And I actually agree with pretty much all of his flaws, of all, all of his critique, because he says that um, the game just has too many cutscenes and the game doesn't know how to pace those cutscenes. Because you're playing the main story, right? Which is very cutscene heavy. It's like 75% cutscene. It's like the return of Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. you play side quests, and the side quests are very dialogue heavy. You're like... It's a lot of the side quests are like talk to five people, kill some bandits, end a quest. So it's mm-hmm. like just this overload of exposition. It's this overload of cutscenes and not a lot of gameplay. But I think what's keeping me going is the same thing that kept me going with Metal Gear Solid 4, ironically enough, which is I just feel like I'm playing something so expensive and so cutting edge. And mm-hmm. the spectacle of the game is so over the top at times. Like there is, there are, have been a couple of boss fights where I like can, could not believe what I was seeing. It's like skyscrapers mm-hmm. fighting skyscrapers fighting volcanoes. It's like a great and kaiju, right? The, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. you're literally doing these kaiju f- fights and times a thousand. It feels like like it's cosmic, like planets fighting planets, so to speak. And I think mm-hmm. the epicness of the game. And the production is keeping me going, despite the fact that, mm-hmm. oh my god, the pacing of this game is whack. <laughs> what yeah. do you think, Aaron? I know you've played a lot of it, too. Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly how far I am in in terms of percentage. I told you roughly where I, I had maybe 25% of the way through the game. Is that about sound right? Or maybe a third? Um, From, I'd uh, say you're about 25%. There, it's okay. a long game. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't think that this game is for me. Uh, it's interesting because th- there's a lot of conversation, but is it a Final Fantasy game or whatever? And like, it like I mean, it's named Final Fantasy, so it clearly is a Final Fantasy game, but it doesn't share That's a lot a of question. the sort of DNA with the uh, previous Final Fantasy games in a way that like other than like sort of chocobos like, and material. Vi- yeah, chocobos Choco and, and summons. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah. So, like, when I played the demo, it was very much like, oh, this is Game of Thrones. Like, w- like so Game of Thrones that, like, there is, like, there is, like, a Cersei analog and, like, a Jon Snow analog. And there's a giant dog that follows around the main character. Uh. And uh, <laughs> there's a char- there's a giant that carries somebody on their back. And, like, like, like one-to-one. Like, not even, like, things with twists, but, like, just one-to-one. Like, they just mm. ripped it out of Game of Thrones. Um, which, which, you know, whatever. Okay, that's okay. But, like... It is Game of Thrones in like visuals only, like in terms of like the thematic, like ideas and like the way that it feels. It's it's kind of like a grim dark Marvel movie. Like you'll ha- you'll see characters have these like crazy fights, and then come out unscathed, and like like it doesn't have any of the Marvel sort of quippiness or like attitude, but like the Maybe stakes like of it. Yeah, yeah. I Maybe think I think I think it would, it's like le- yeah. I would say it's it's very anime. Like it's it's very <clears throat> it's the kind of game where the, here's the thing like kind of to expand on the pacing issue that I have with the game I think <clears throat> sorry there's something in my throat um, there's this tendency in this game where where every single person in the game needs some sort of backstory or emotional payoff in a way that mm. I think 
kills the pacing. It's like you have to know why the shopkeeper is important. You need to know what the shopkeeper's <laughs> trauma is. You need to know why the shopkeeper finds, <clears throat> you know, um, uh, salvation or, or transcendence through something. Or like, like, like you need to know why the shopkeeper finds meaning in giving you potions that you purchase. It's like that is like the philosophy of the whole game. It's like everything needs to have deep lore, deep backstory. And I just don't think it needs to be that way because it ruins the pacing so much where it's like, I just mm. want to get to the next plot point. Like, come on, like move the yeah. plot forward. Yeah. Let's go. I don't need to know this. I don't need to know why this character means so much to this character. Um, and I understand what they're trying to do, which is like, you're really on this journey with a bunch of friends defeating something impossible. It's like the whole Lord of the Rings thing. But I think because they go about it in a way where it's very cutscene heavy and the side quests are very dialogue heavy, it's just so hard to just play this game for more than a few hours because by the time you get to hour three, you're like, oh my God, my brain is completely fried. <laughs> um, mm. But Question. with that said, I'm still playing it and I'm still enjoying it. And I think what what is driving me forward is the spectacle, but also... The combat's a lot of fun. I really like the combat. To me, the combat is Devil May Cry 6, basically. Like, I love the cooldowns. I love, like, you can literally spawn in a tornado just because, and it tanks mm -hmm. the frame rate, but it's awesome. <laughs> mm. And you could just do crazy stuff like that. Like, I just love the spectacle. It's very flawed. Very flawed. Sorry, I kind of hijacked what you were saying, Aaron, but I just wanted to get that point out there. <laughs> so. Yeah, I like the combat too, but I did feel like it wasn't, and maybe I didn't play it far enough. It never felt strategic or deep. It just felt like I was like unloading my um, cooldowns and then whacking on enemies with a lot of health or really yeah. easy enemies that died really fast. Um, it looked awesome. Like there was moments where you do these really cool moves and like there was a few boss battles where there was so much shit going on and the HDR was like so searing that I couldn't tell where my character was for like seconds right. at a time. I was like, wait a minute, what just happened? Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it's For me, it's not a game of the year, but it's an interesting thing. I'm it's, probably going to sell my copy. Uh, but like, um, I don't know. Like I said, the Game of Thrones thing is weird. Like it has a lot of Game of Thrones, but like no A Song of Ice and Fire, if that metaphor makes any <laughs> sense. Like like it's it's ideas are not interesting at all. Uh well, which is a little bit of a bummer because I thought they were going to be after that first demo. I thought maybe it was going to go to some more interesting places, but it like kind of quickly becomes sort of a I don't know. You could you could say more because you've experienced more of it. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some interesting ideas. I mean, it's a game. You know what? I kind of realize, and I know, Kevin, you have a question, so I'll get to you. But um, I realize this is a game that puts spectacle spectacle above all. Like this is a game uh, right. about skyscrapers fighting skyscrapers this is a game about just like epic emotional Dude, it's the moments. most ps3 game i've played in a long time yeah exactly like you can dissect its themes i don't think the themes work that well um and they're kind of undercut a lot because a lot of the game is about how normal people oppress people with magic powers called bearers people with like nuclear bomb like people imagine if you were basically the had the ability to conjure a nuclear bomb yet you're the slave how does that right. make sense? <laughs> yeah, but it, it's also like undercut because it's almost like a racial commentary. But like at the same time, the game designer said that they didn't want black people in their game, or it's like something to that extent. So he did I'm not like, say that. That is he that didn't is a, say he didn't whoa, say that out of context. 
Well, he said he said that like, oh, this is a very secluded enclave. Therefore, like, not a lot of ethnicities exist, and I get that. But it's also just yeah. weird, you know. It's a weird. It, it kind of under undermines the themes that they're trying to get at. Um, the game does have some diversity. There is a gay character in the game, so you know it's not all bad. But um, anyway, it's a game about spectacle, and once you kind of embrace that that it's just a game purely about spectacle i was able to get on board with it more i don't think it's particularly deep but i've been engaged and i'm still playing it even though for the past 20 hours i'm like oh my god game end please end i can't take it anymore um but kevin what question did you have a few questions uh well i guess one for both of you and one probably for Oren. uh the first is that this game was a big marketing push this game or that they were saying was that it was a return to fantasy for Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy has kind of had this like pseudo sci fantasy vibe for a while, which I really like about mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. It's almost like its own genre. It's not like really like anything I've quite like anything else. Um, so I'm like, I'm just wondering if it was like, was a return to high fantasy a good thing for this game, do you think? And the second thing it's was. It's not high fantasy. No. There's no like kings no. and politics. It's like and, game. I mean, that's not. I guess it's not like Lord of the Rings. It's like Game of Thrones, at least visually, right? Okay. It's very medieval. Like there isn't elves. But or it's anything like, like that. yeah, okay. So it's not like Tolkien high fantasy. Okay, that's good. It's like low fantasy. <laughs> but, yeah. but high fantasy often usually has like magic and like kings and like like a hero. Dragons. Yeah. So, but I think what tips it into high fantasy are the summons and their place in the world. It's kind of like seventy-five okay. percent Game of Thrones, twenty-five percent Attack on Titan, because the whole yeah. idea yeah. is that you have all these factions, right, in this Game of Thrones-like map, and each faction has like a dominant, which is somebody right, who can conjure force. up. Yeah, yeah, like they can conjure a summon. So it's kind of like this world of mutually assured destruction, where it's like. This one, this one faction can summon Bahamut, but this other faction can also summon Titan, and then they'll go out at it and they'll destroy each other, and thousands of people will die. That's kind of like how the world operates. It's a cool world. It's cool. I like it. So it's I, like it's, a it's like a, it's like a post World War II setting in feudal medieval times. <laughs> yes sorta, and no, yeah. because they don't. Yeah, sorta. Uh, sure. I don't know. Uh, okay, so so, to, so to answer your question, well, yeah, did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me let me try to answer it anyway. It, it, like Final Fantasy, like every Final Fantasy has a different setting. Um, often they will it will flirt with with science fiction settings or just be a fully science fiction setting. Um, I, I do like some of that those like PlayStation Final Fantasies, yeah. Final you know seven and eight had the very like you know cyberpunk and then this I don't even know what you would call eight but like sort of weird romantic yeah. sci-fi. I don't know either. Uh, it's like its own thing. I, I I think that it's cool that Final Fantasy can reinvent itself every time. This is a more traditional medieval fantasy setting. With with the trappings, but it, I mean, it's so ostensibly Game Game of Thrones that it's like it almost feels plagiarized at moments. Mm. Yeah, we should mention the lead designer had his team yeah. watch, watch Game of Thrones. Every so. single person had to watch the entire show. <laughs> That's so, cool. so sad. That's so sad. It's it's like being she like it's gonna stop. suck at the end. No. I know. Don't don't finish it. Uh, Just watch and four the seasons. Yeah. Question would be um, in terms of the pacing and cutscenes. Do you think it's comparable to a Yakuza title in that regard? Because those have a lot of cutscenes yes. and dialogue too. But the pacing is often really good in those. But like, I think if the writing and wasn't like funny or or interesting enough for me, like it would be hard to stick with that. But luckily, Yakuza, it is. 
So I guess do you feel like it's at that level, and is it similar? I think um, I think Yakuza has a lot of the same issues of this game, but I think Yakuza does a better job with the side quests because so Yakuza, funny. yeah, because they're funny. Like you have like the really serious and dour and uh, main story, but then you kind of do these goofy ass side quests, and I think that helps the pacing a lot. But with this game, you do the dour, serious, spectacle laden main quest, which is awesome. But then you do these side quests that are very expository, very fetch questy, and I think that's where a lot of the pacing lies. Is that tonally they need to like do more, or game design wise they need to do more? I almost think the game would have been better if they just eliminated the side quests and it was just yeah, main it quests. It would have, I think, objectively been, been better. Yeah, I think it like if, mm. if it were like a thirty-hour main quest that you just play through it's like the red dead redemption 2 syndrome where it's like uh-huh. i feel like the best way to experience that story is to just mainline it and ignore everything else because when yeah. you don't do that the pacing suffers so much um but yeah, yeah it's it's a very flawed game it's, it's it's interesting how flawed it is but i'm still enjoying it ultimately i don't know pretty pretty colors one thing worth pointing out before we leave this game it, it is made by the team that made final fantasy 14 and all of so it really like like Warren's saying it goes between linear sort of action game and open world ish mmo and it gives you these very mmo quests and it's like go get 15 wolf teeth mm-hmm. and you just walk 10 feet over and kill a bunch of wolves or like go get the farmer his pan like some of them are like like donkey joke level quests and, and you're, i'm yeah. just like why did i do that and then the rewards <laughs> don't really seem to matter because like the the rpg elements are complete almost completely gone like upgrading your stuff doesn't really change much you have three mm. pieces you can change your bracers your belt and your weapon and mm. like the upgrades are very negligible so and, at least so far on that note then outside of this final fantasy tropes and trappings does the game feel like a Final Fantasy game? Like, if it didn't have those things and wasn't called Final Fantasy, would it be Final Fantasy still? Would it feel like one to you? It feels to me like like it should have been a Final Fantasy spinoff game. Okay. Like a Stranger in Paradise? That's, yeah, that's what it feels like to me. To, to me, it feels like adult Kingdom Hearts. That's how, how it feels to <laughs> okay, me. Okay, so it's that's like, like the, now I'm definitely going to play this hashtag game. Hashtag adult. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the um, same kind of... It's more like serious and adult than a Kingdom Hearts, but it has like the same kind of energy, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, in my opinion, okay, it's like watching. You know what it's like? It's like watching a like five seasons of anime, and every now and then you do a side quest that's trash, and you yeah. have really fun combat. But it it, it is like binge watching an, an anime. All right. And yet, I still like it more than God of War Ragnarok. Can you believe it? I still. It like is this more. year's God of War Ragnarok, by the way. The way people talk about it, the type of game it is, it is, it is the God of War. It's probably not, probably not as good of a game as God of War Ragnarok. It's going to get snubbed but, uh, at the Game Awards for uh, Zelda as well. So it'll be the second. Oh, <laughs> it'll be the second game that's like. I don't know if it has as much hyperbole as God of War Ragnarok. I, Dude, the, the have hyperbole... you seen what people say on Twitter? Not not to like say the most absurd thing, you know. I, I realize that sentence was ridiculous, but <laughs> on Twitter, people are like, "This is the game of the generation." Like, people are freaking yeah, out. That is like social media, though. I feel like that. Like, yeah. I remember when God of War Ragnarok came out. Like, I had problems with that game that I literally did not see echoed anywhere, and mm. I thought I was being gaslit. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Luckily, so- the uh, Fire Escape podcast finally, you know, 
identified yeah. those problems, but I think is it a Sony is, game? Uh, it's, well, it's a Sony it's, exclusive, but is it a Sony a game? game? Is it is it a Sony like game? Third person action it's, game. It's like I said, it's the most PS3 game okay. ever. Yeah, it's very like it's not like modern Sony. It's it's PS3. like the open world design so like of this of game. Or, no, but or no, Kill like Zone Creed Two, Uncharted no, like, Two. We're talking like two thousand. We're talking like Lost Odyssey or something like yeah. predating, which is an Xbox game, but it predates yeah. all that. Like literally, the exploration in this game, like when you go into these semi-open worlds and you realize there's just nothing to discover. Like you, like you could just go, take your chocobo around the whole semi-open world. There's literally nothing to discover. Like maybe you'll find a chest. <laughs> <laughs> like it's amazing everything is like uh has to be activated by a quest so it it really oh. is like 2007 level mmo game design where you have to activate a quest in order to actually experience the content of the game it's, it's pretty though but damn that motion blur just absolutely wrecks my eyes yeah. it's too easy right oh yeah, it's very it's too easy. easy yeah i died once in like 12 hours and that's because yeah. I was being stupid. It's because I it's because I was just like taking the game for granted completely at that point. Yeah, I don't think any. I think maybe Nick, you might like the game, but I. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm like it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I fell off the bandwagon with Final Fantasy when the 15th came out. I don't know. Yeah. I never thought I would say it, but like I kind of miss the the turn-based strategy of the older games. Oh, we're gonna uh, talk about. We that got in a, a game minutes. for you, my man. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, I, I guess but to put a bow on it, um, I'm liking it for the spectacle and the combat, and that's what's keeping me going. But like, I'm aware that the game is just so... Yeah, the pacing is whack. But anyway, we can move on to Octopath Traveler 2. Let me tell you my journey real quick here, because this is <laughs> this is key. I got Final Fantasy 16, and I'm playing it, and, and as Nick just said, I was missing like a JRPG, like a turn-based game where you build a party and you you upgrade your gear and you explore towns and you have interesting turn-based battles. And uh, so I, I downloaded the demo for Octopath Traveler and I'm like texting these guys. I'm like, I think Octopath Traveler is, is the better game. That's the better Square game this year. Um, and I have since put uh, 20 hours into it. I should also note that got me playing Tactics Ogre again, which I played like probably another 30 hours of in the last two weeks and then i started playing into the breach so like uh, i love that it game. put me on this crazy trajectory but uh <laughs> nick oh yeah uh, anyway kevin what do you think of octopath traveler um i really like it i've been playing it a lot and i'm pretty addicted to it honestly i think i'm 25 hours in already yeah uh yeah i'm actually probably 30 hours because i played five hours on the plane and on my Steam Deck, and that uh, wasn't counted because I wasn't connected to the Wi-Fi because I don't join public Wi-Fi. Oh. It's got a password. <laughs> and that's another story. So I played it a lot. I love the game. It's uh, got those amazing Xenogears style graphics like the first game did, which I, I think I talked about the first game on the pod, right? Did I not? I could have sworn that I did. I don't know. That was five years ago. That was ago. like a long-ass um, time ago. But, yeah, but uh, I think this is way better than the first game. Like, yeah. like don't yeah. even play the first game. It's not worth yeah. it. This is, this, they, they like figured it out with this game. I think the first game I was like missing on the writing, but this game like the writing is good. The first game had really good music. The right music here is like mm-hmm. as good JRPG music as you'd want. That's like a, I think it's like a requirement, don't you think so? Of JRPGs, I think oh, it has yeah. good music. Oh, it's yeah. like part of the genre. Good music. It's like a pillar of. The um, genre. T- talk about the art style a little because it, it's this mix of two D and then 
like it, it uses Unreal Engine 4 and it uses like all of the effects to paint this very like tilt shift look, looking sort of like world that looks really good. So it's it's a 3D 3D backdrop with like mm-hmm. the fidelity of around 16-bit quality texture work. So it's like a 3D mesh with like 16-bit textures painted on it with all these modern post-processing effects like this depth of field and stuff and the characters are 2d sprites with 16-bit era fidelity as well they have that classic like i guess it's like chibi or it's like hyper cartoony but like that's i love you that know, that 16 they look like babies as somebody with a nine-month-old walking around the house i'm like, Everybody <laughs> looks like a baby. <laughs> um it's funny too because they it has high quality of like voice acting and sound effects so watching people with like you know, hey, I need to go back to cobblestone, and they're like this tiny little like 16-bit sprite. It's just hilarious, but it, I think it really works for the game. Like, it just adds to the charm of the game. Um, honestly, like when I first saw the original, I thought it was such an original-looking game. Like, it's like a pastiche to an old era, but like with modern mm-hmm. sensibilities and in that in, in the best possible way. So, uh, I mean, just look just look at a video of this game. It's it's awesome looking, and also the battles. They like uh, the sprites are still present, and the enemy sprites are also like static-ish. Like even flying enemies, like they kept this like intentional low, low fidelity look to everything. I don't know. It's really a good throwback to 16-bit, and even 32-bit PS1 games. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I like it a lot. I think the combat is really good. I think it gets something right about turn-based combat of having really good sound design and a lot of like strategy in terms of like different combinations of attacks that you can input. Because turn-based combat can be where you're just literally pressing attack attack and it's just a like who came yeah. in with the most hp but this yeah. is way more thoughtful um and the sound design makes the attacks feel really rewarding and good um in a way that i, I actually like i was just playing the sea of stars demo and i don't think the combat felt as good in that game even though it's it's also pretty tactical um i like it a lot it's uh, the reason it's called octopath is it has eight eight protagonists that have eight stories that intersect and intertwine um, I don't know. It was, it was the game that I was looking for that Final Fantasy 16, I, I guess, wasn't. And um, Square has made a few games with this style, I guess, from the same team, this HD, 2D, 3D, whatever style. And they recently said that they might start remaking other games in their catalog. So I really hope they remake Xenogears in this style because that would just be like, that'd be kind of like a like a ultimate wish list sort of thing. Yeah. So it's very interesting too. I noticed that the game was co-developed by two dev studios, both games. Uh, Square Business, Square Enix Business Div Eleven. So I don't know who that is. Uh, it's some Square team, but also Acquire, who are the developers mm-hmm. of Tenchu. So I'm like, they're oh. still making games, <laughs> like Acquire. <laughs> like, did they do the porting or like what? Well, how, what did they do on? Yeah, maybe like? that's for the PC port or something. I don't know. It could be. Yeah, but uh, it's 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 interesting. I just think it's really cool that. Square, like what I think of as like a hyper, a hyper triple A studio or like company, is making these kind of essentially double A games. Um, and I and and I I'm sure I like this game more than FF16. I haven't played it, but this seems like much more of a Kevin game. It's very much like 90s JRPG. They made right. several too recently. They made Triangle Strategy, Live Alive. They re-released Tactics Ogre. Like oh, they- okay. They're yeah. kind of doing this like like it's a whole big project within the company of making like like a lot of games in this style. So it's 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 pretty cool. I it, it's yeah. I also want to mention just briefly that uh, this game's uh, fantasy setting. I love it. Uh, the main character that I picked is the dancer, and she's like a southern character, like a southern American character. And like just to see a southern American character in a 
JRPG with a fantasy setting was so like unique and cool. I, like I, ne- I never see that. Yeah. Like everyone's always British people, like in with castles, which I like that setting, but I'm a little sick of it right now because it's like so many games mm. with that. So it was just cool to right. see like the American West and other settings like in fantasy games. I thought that was, and it's also has like uh, Japan area and. Um, there's like this even like kind of urban like it's like city like industrial yeah like revolution kind of thing going on yeah it's not it's like a different setting it's not medieval fantasy at all I, I like it it's a hot it's a nice hodgepodge of of different areas I would say ga- cool. game of the year Kevin not the game of the year but a game of the year yes definitely yes I think also a definitely. game of the year huh. uh, Nick do you, do you have any games of the year that that take place during World War One and they're really scary. <laughs> there, there are. There is one very specific game like that. Yeah. Um, and it's Amnesia the Bunker, which is probably my surprise game of the year. I was not expecting to enjoy this game nearly as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm incredibly burnt out on all things like first-person horror. Been playing them since the original Amnesia came out when the whole, like, you know, the fad of the oh, YouTubers yeah. screaming mm-hmm. in your ears started. Uh, and since then, I must have played probably genuinely almost 100 between like Ichio and all those like free ones and the bigger ones. Uh, it's too much, but the best thing that I can say about Amnesia the Bunker is that it's an actual video game. Like there's, there's gameplay <laughs> mechanics, there are choices that you have to make about item management. Like it's a proper survival horror experience, which I was not anticipating. Um, I did manage to play this twice, actually, oh, hey. because you know how everyone's always talking about like, oh, it's the it's the immersive sim, and everything mm-hmm. changes when you start it again. Eh, it's, it's, it's a bit of an exaggeration, <laughs> you mm. know. It's not nearly as as replayable as they make you think it is. Like you can definitely replay it to kind of enjoy the whole experience again, uh, but there's not that many differences outside of some like item placement changes. Right. Um, but it's fun. It's tense. I like just how simple and stripped back it is. Like I mm-hmm. missed video games that have a very tiny map that you can easily sprint through in like a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is an actually scary monster that you can kind of fight back in some ways. It's refreshing. Like it's weird that we've reached this point in this genre of games where just adding a revolver and you know like explosive barrels feels like a breath of fresh air but here we are uh, I, I really enjoyed it really really enjoyed it might be my favorite of the series as well honestly Jeez, hmm. i don't know how controversial that might be for some the dark descent purists um, mm. but well i, I feel like it. it would be maybe controversial uh, controversial for like soma people I, th- I think mm. because people mm. really like Selma. Mm. Well. Better story for sure. Definitely yeah. a better story here. It's a bit non-existent. Yeah. Um, but even then, it's fun to you know like look for all the different notes scattered around the map. Right. I I ended up playing Soma because I liked this game so much. I'm probably gonna end up playing the Dark. I'm, I'm at the end of Soma now, and I'm I'm like just past the Omicron place, which was kind of cracking me up. I'm like Omicron. <laughs> there's like a, like a there's like a breakout like at Omicron like I was like oh this is perfect uh, these guys predicted the future but um and I'll probably play the Dark Descent afterwards uh but man the bunker like just it's I don't know I was like bitching like a year ago about how there just wasn't a certain type of game being made by anybody and I was like and all these other horror games are just not doing the thing that I want and like my specific need isn't being met and now I feel like. <laughs> We've got two games in the last two years that just really, in in their own very different ways, scratch that itch. So I'm like, oh, God, I love this game. 
I gotta play it. I I may well play it today. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. pretty breezy playthrough as well. I think it took me like five, almost five hours to finish mm. it. Um, it's very, it's 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 always very fun to replay these games, just knowing where you have to go and what you have to do. It's kind of a shame that they switch around the item placement because it feels more like a bother than an actual, you know, mm. interesting design decision, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but it's, yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's just cool to memorize an entire map. It's cool that you don't have constant, like, save points throughout. You just have to always go back to the main uh, room with the generator. And the whole generator mechanic as well. Like, the first time you, you actually get, experience it, it's low-key terrifying, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, the oh, man, it's a ticket. Yeah, it's a ticking clock, you feel safe, and then just everything turns off. Red light starts flashing, and, you know, the monster's coming for you. So yeah. it's they, they managed to find a nice balance. I think it could have easily been bloated, which I think, like, the Dark Descent definitely was. I think yeah. that was, like, over 10 hours long. Too it's long, so yeah. long, too so long. long, too long. Um, so this one was really just the perfect experience. Yeah. I, yeah. I still got to play it, but instead I decided to play Final Fantasy 16, which has been eating <laughs> up way too much time, but oh well. I think it's really cool that Frictional has made a, a survival horror game in like the pure sense of it, because they, they, they did, I mean, I, I have nothing bad to say really about Amnesia, Dark Sense, an incredible game. It's just it spurned off a whole new era of horror games, like for that decade. Like That, that was such right. a big deal, so influential. But I just think it's cool that they made one that has like some mechanics, because I do think like by after 10 years that like as nick was saying like that got a little tiresome they'll like run run and hide mm -hmm. and just hide for a long time and watch them walk around I have no way to do, interact with them or do, do anything to like get rid of them got a little right. old. so it's just cool that they have something that has game mechanics and yeah yeah i i agree also with what nick said about like the immersive sim like or will they say it like on the one of the screens like if you if you think it you can, it's probably possible which is a little exaggerated but yeah. there are a lot of systems that you can play with and a lot of different ways you can do things. And I guarantee you, if you watched like three or four different people play through the game, it would play out pretty differently and people would use different tactics. Um, there, like, there's always like a couple ways to get into a room. I mean, this is another game where a big part of it is like finding ways into block through locked doors. But um, like, I, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, it's good. Like there's a lot, I, I playing it, at, while playing uh, Soma immediately afterwards, it's interesting to see like they're kind of doing the same thing. Soma's way more story centric, but the story in Soma's really, really good. Really good. Um, I didn't Soma's think the story, story in... is terrifying. Oh my god. Yeah, I didn't think the story in Rebirth was really that good. No. Which is kind of why it's a bummer. <laughs> um, but uh, like, like this game has a story and a setting, but it's it's definitely way more under like low key. But um. But, there, but it's there for you to discover. And, and like, there's a great environmental storytelling going on throughout mm. the game. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a game of the year for damn sure. I can. I agree. I think it probably will be it once was, I play it. I have it on my The question is the game install. of the year. Hmm. Oh, well. We'll see about that. But, uh... <laughs> uh let's, let's move on. D did you add anything to this list, uh, Nick? I didn't, actually. I played no. a few of those games. Okay. Did what? Uh, which, I'm going to put something on this list. For? Oh. Uh-oh. Returnal? <laughs> game out on PC this year. Okay. A game of the year, according to Jump Crouch in 2021. Um, 
Probably should have been number two. Number two, it should have been the game of the year. I would agree yeah, with that sentiment. <laughs> I agree now. I didn't agree then, but I, I I do agree now. Had I played it, I it would have said been. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Returnal's awesome. Uh, I think we could. I I don't know if we need to say more than that, but uh, what about System Shock Remastered? So I've been playing that, and I yeah. played it on high difficulty. And that was a mistake because <laughs> once you get to like the third level, the enemies are really strong and they kill you very quickly and there's no healing items anywhere. And oh. I've died like many, many, many times. And I'm not like bad at like shooters. It's just like really hard. <laughs> it gets hard. Yeah. There's not enough resources to get through the combat encounters and the enemies kill me far too quickly to defeat them. So I think I have to start Ooh. over. That but uh, if I played it on normal, it probably would be great because the environments look awesome. The graphics are really cool. Uh, Shodan sounds and looks as good as she did back in System Shock 2. They did a great job with all the voice acting and everything. Uh, the environments are, yeah, everything is just awesome. But I'm, I, I'm like, I stopped playing it because I got stuck. Does that happen to anyone else? Yeah. Uh, I didn't play it. I- I'm liking it. I've been playing it. I I just have so much on my plate, and it's one of those games that's like I feel the same way that I felt when I was playing Prey six years ago. Like I need to find a time where I have a little more space to focus and just kind of give this game all of my attention because giving it kind of split attention isn't isn't the best. But I, I've I really enjoyed what I played. I played a few hours. It's hard on normal, so I wouldn't recommend the hard difficulty unless Do you not really want to fuck around. But uh, it's it's hard. Like some of those uh, enemies will really trash you pretty i don't know it, it's it's such a strange game uh yeah what's his name uh yahtzee did a review of it which i thought was mm-hmm. actually pretty good um but i'd say it's it's a game of the year an a game of the year i think interesting it... i've only managed to play the demo of this one um mm-hmm. and it, it, it did feel old school in good and bad ways i do feel like yeah the difficulty was felt in the demo already so i can only imagine in the full game how it is uh but it's always it's always a nice exercise to kind of try to update them but not too much for modern audiences for new generations so how does it compare to the original now actually playing the full game in a way how Uh, how is it it's it's very i feel like it's very close to System Shock 2's gameplay, but with more fit, like mm. more like uh, refinement, like modern refinement. Um, I did actually go back and play the original game, and it's definitely pretty different still. Like they changed a lot. Like it's they remade the environment. Then the original? Yeah, of the like System Shock One original. Like the music yeah. is totally different. Um, music is totally different. The environments are the same, but the combats you don't have the same weapons. The combats more, um, more fleshed out. And more. Combat feels better. It feels better. The UI is way less of, a, is like a of an eye destroyer. But it actually is very similar. From what I understand, you could use a walkthrough for the original game. Mm, I could say. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, like, but like it does it's, not it's, feel uh, the same. Like, when you play them, they play, they feel differently in their gameplay. It feels modern, but yeah. it, it really preserves a lot of what made that game itself, which, which is, I think, some people find to be really special and other people find to be a bit frustrating. Um, I played several hours of the original game, and I could say so far, like I, I, it's surprising to me how much they kept intact. Well, well, but they did modernize and bring some of the System Shock Two things, like Kevin was saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think it's like I like that. I mean, I love that genre. It's like the Prey, System Shock, Bioshock, the like, uh, the like Metroidvania horror immersive sim genre. That's my favorite. That's my favorite immersive sim genre. 
there's a lot of different subgenres, obviously, but that's one that I like. Uh, so it's nice to have another game in that style. And I think it's also, I just think, worth noting that um, this is such a big project by Night Dive. Like, this is, like, their biggest project by, like, a huge, massive margin. And I think other than dropping some things back in the day of money and the changing the project scope and all that, they did deliver ultimately what they set out to do initially. So oh, yeah. despite some bungles along the way, I think they did it. They did a great job. Yeah. It's one of the better remakes this year, actually, I think. Yeah. In a year of great remakes, like a year of kind of shocking. Like how many like times is remake on this list? I'm how, many, right here. how many, how many horror game remakes this year? For real. It's, oh it's the year like of the horror game remakes. There's four of them, yeah. I think. But the best one might be, might not be a remake. I don't know. Eh. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, before, I, before I make a decision. Uh, Street Fighter Six, Kevin. Tell me oh, about this man. quickly. So fun. So fun. I can't stop playing this game. When I'm playing it, and it's like, and when it's like, when I'm firing on all cylinders, that's that the term that we use now? Is that the, yeah. the phrase? Yeah. Okay. That's the like modern. It's a car movie. metaphor. The car metaphor. Uh, yeah. It's so good. It's such an engaging game. There's like, I, I have so much more appreciation for Street Fighter 2 did back in the 90s than I ever did even when I played it as a kid. There's just mm. so much design still from that like early era, that early iteration that's still in this game that's like last of the test of time. It's like what, like 30-year-old design? Still like I mean, it's not the yeah. only game that's like that, but I'm just I'm just very impressed by it. Um it has amazing graphics. Uh it's it's I would say it is easier than Tekken, but it's still a pretty demanding game. I think the mm. biggest innovation, I think I'm the most impressed by it, the thing that's like I think really sets it above most other fighting games and other street fighters is the modern control option to like really reduce the like input just to allow you like if you know how to play a fighting game you can jump into this game within a few hours and do well like if you understand you can just focus on the fundamentals of the game and learning that rather than having to like learn the complicated inputs so i just think that that is like that's like a next gen design to me i know that that seems funny because it seems like it's just easier than the controls but like it, 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 they managed to balance the game around that and make it work with people who have still the, the old school controls versus the modern controls. So uh, I love the game. I, I already played it like a hundred something hours. Like uh, sitting back and playing it with a friend is probably one of my favorite experiences of this year. No question. So I have a funny story about Street Fighter VI. Um, so a few weeks ago, I was, I was at a music festival and it was like, you know, three in the morning and we were like just coming back from like a ton of concerts and whatever, like me and my brother and like we were going back to our tent. This was an electric forest in Rothbury, Michigan. And we were going back to our tent and um, there was like this uh, place where they had like a bunch of um, PlayStation set up, Xboxes set up, whatever, at three in the morning. So like we, we went there and they had Street Fighter Six and we played it for like an hour and a half just <laughs> playing Street Fighter Six. And that game is even though we were super tired and whatever from the concerts that game was like a lot of fun that game has like a lot of personality in a way that like it's kind of infectious and enticing and i think i can see myself getting that game sometime soon and just if you get it let it. me know yeah having uh the for me like the way that like people play fighting games different ways um a lot of people like to just play like hardcore they go into rank they just play online they just you know fight people all day that's fun but for me having a sparring partner where you can both like grow with together is like what's really what's fun 
And it's funny too because um, fighting games are so in depth with their mechanics that it's like it almost feels like you're like speaking this language to each other without words that you're like right. the way that you're sparring. It's just there's nothing like it to me in gaming. Like there's just nothing I felt like quite at that level. So every time I get a chance to play this game with with my sparring partner, it's just it's been the best. And the characters are so well done. Like Zongif in this game has just has so much character. Have you seen him at all? Have you seen no, him? Oh man. I think I think I did. I can't I don't know like the names and stuff. He's like I know the obvious ones like Ken and stuff, but Okay. Yeah. Every every character is super well defined. They're all really, really well done. All of them. Yeah, I love uh I love when you go into like a match like like just the intro cutscene is just has so much verve and just has so much style. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it too. They said they wanted to bring it back to like streets, so it has like more of like an urban vibe, like the menu yeah. is like hip hop. Yeah, I really I love it all. It's, it's awesome. really cool. It's it yeah. was definitely a good direction. I was like I thought it was like kind of cringe at first. Like when I saw it previewed, I'm like, ah, that's what they're doing. But actually playing the game, I'm like, oh no, this totally works. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> cool all right a game uh, of the year absolutely yeah yeah absolutely awesome diablo 4 who's played diablo 4 i have i've, I've oh, played wait. it oh you, you played, played a little it, bit nick, nick? oh that's a little awesome. bit yeah I, I i i really loved diablo 2 when i was when i was younger it was one of those games because i, I used to have a very very shitty laptop <laughs> in gaming <laughs> and so i couldn't play that many games mm-hmm. and the two that I played the most were Max Payne 2 and Diablo 2. It's like the only <laughs> oh, ones I could man. actually play. So I like, mm. yeah, it was like, I think probably 25 FPS like today, but it felt like mm. super smooth, you know? <laughs> it was playable, mm. at least. It's pal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, and, and so we've, we've, I, I skipped Diablo 3 because of all the controversy around it and never really appealed to me but after reading everything good about the fourth one uh, even from you guys i was like yeah i need need to get into this you know uh and it's i'm still super early on i'm like level five just starting out but it feels good Mm. it feels super good it is kind of like you know it it is once again that kind of like octopath traveler it's like going back to how things used to be but we've added improvements in the gameplay where it feels modern in all the best ways um yeah, I'm I'm digging it. I can't wait to actually like fully delve into it during the summer to just waste so many hours leveling up the character and going through this apocalyptic world. Definitely. For sure. Awesome. Uh we've all played it a bunch. Orn, are you still playing it? Uh I think I'm done with Diablo. Yeah. I I mean I, I like it. I think it's good, but it's not really a game that I see myself playing anymore of, and I think I just I love the art style. Yeah, the art style is awesome. I think the art style is amazing, and I love the world they've created. I put like, a, I mean, I put about fifty or sixty hours into it, like some crazy mm-hmm. amount. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think even the like. I know that there are some people that are like, oh, I'm just gonna like dump hundreds of hours into it. I just don't enjoy the game enough to do that. But I did like it. I do think it's good. It's not a game of the year for me personally, but I think it's very good. Yeah. 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 Is that, uh, is that where I, you guys are with it? Or are you guys thinking game of the year? I, I have some I have some problems with the game. I do like it. I think it is a good game to play with friends. Uh, yeah. We did a thing where we all got together up at a friend's house recently. Me, Kevin, and some other people. And we re-rolled or we rolled new fresh characters with 
in the permadeath mode. Mm-hmm. So like every fight is like a nail biter, uh, even the like you know just the trash mobs, and uh, that was really fun. I think we're going to continue to play that those characters really and kind of see how long they will, they will last before they get in every yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's 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 like a good game to play with friends. It's going to continue to grow. They're going to keep adding content to it. So it's, I I see it as a game I will continue to check back into. But like, I've beaten the campaign. I've played through, um, you know, some of the, the the what do you call them? The tier dungeons or something? Right. The what? Hellscape. Hell dot. Hellscape. Um, it Nightmare is dungeon. the most Nightmare Dungeon. Right. Yeah, I've done a few of those. Um, like, it's good. It's I don't know it's 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 still like probably one of my favorite looking games this year, just like visually. Yeah, the graphics. Yeah, yeah. I feel kind of the same way. Like I've had fun. I feel like now that I've hit the end game, it's kind of like I'm kind of bounced off. But I had a fun first playthrough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's one of those games that I think could make my top ten of the year, but I don't see it like as a game of the year. You know. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, has anybody else played Battlebit Remastered? No. Nick, you might like this no, one. I don't know but if you, I, I have like watched some Twitch streamers it. play it. It seems fun. Dude, it looks cool. Three <laughs> people made the best Battlefield game in a decade. Uh, takes it takes like some of like the best elements from um, Bad Company Two, Battlefield Two, yeah, um, and, and throws in a few light milsim elements. Like you can't see how many bullets are in your. Uh, clip like you can just kind of see how roughly how full it i don't know some cool stuff they look like it's really fun yeah so the game is very simplistic graphics it looks minecrafty or i guess maybe uh roblocky i don't Mm -hmm. know um which actually is very effective for this game because it makes it reading the environment much easier like i appreciate the glorious graphics of the frostbite engine and the sort of spectacle that's created but like this game feels just as tense and the environments are more readable like it's already in a really good state. It's only a fifteen dollar game. Um, and, and like I said, three people made it. The my That's only amazing. complaint would be there are nineteen maps, which is just like as maybe this is the Counter Strike player in me. I'm like, dude, trim that down. Give me like six good maps. Good I don't need nineteen maps. I, that, I'm still, never gonna learn nineteen maps. That's still better than like what EA is doing. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. No, but it, it, it plays really well. It doesn't feel so sniper-dominated the way that the more recent um, Battlefield games, probably my biggest complaint is you just walk out, bang, you hear the headshot, you get sniped, it's just like, okay, fuck this game. Um, some of the maps are not that good. Some of the maps are really good. Uh, but I, I've put some time into it, and I'm going to continue to play it. It's I think it could be a game of the year. Could be could be in, in that list. It's like it's It feels like PUBG, like felt in 2017 like you go into it's got leaning so like everybody at the beginning of the match is doing this kind of thing because <laughs> your character leans from the hips rather than like their tilts their neck um moha there yes moha I, I guess nobody who's listening to this knows what i did i just wiggled my body back and forth like a like a goofy person but um i, I like it i don't know I, I don't have much more to say but it's it's uh it's good it's fun huh it's cool that uh, what, what, Battlefield is a genre that's continuing on outside of just EA space. I think that's a cool. Right. Th- I think it's impressive that indie devs have managed to make a Battlefield game. And that's like that's a feat. Three people. It shows you where we are. Yeah, it yeah. shows you where we are in terms of like game development tools that like we don't have to have like that kind of game doesn't have to be, you know, owned by companies like EA. So that's it's uh, it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. What engine is it on? Is it Unreal or is one of the? I, I have no idea. 
I do think I that those no engines idea. have all given indie devs like much closer to AAA era tech, which is really a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this? The 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 legend of Zelda. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. What is that? Who's 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 played this game? I think only two people have. Oh, oh Nick, Nick's have you played, played it. it? <laughs> I, I, I don't own a Switch, but I have a friend of mine who huh? loves loves. We're talking about okay. I think you guys mentioned it as well, like one of the previous podcasts. But there really is a section of people that literally only play Zelda. Oh yeah, and this is like a, a non-gamer. She's like, I don't play games, whatever, and she played all of Breath of the Wild. We're talking mm. about like probably over 200 hours. It was an insane save file. And so she got uh, uh, Tears of the Kingdom as soon as it came out. Like, we have to come over and play it just like you tried Breath of the Wild the first time around. And I'm still, you know, like, I don't like to say it. I never publish anything about this on on social media because I know I'll get destroyed for it. I'm not a big fan of it. Mm. (laughs) I get get why it's loved. And I totally, like, understand the hype behind it. But it's just too much for me. Mm. Just too many mechanics, the tradable weapons, and the way the environment right. works, the life sim elements, um, and then now all of the extra like construction that you can do and build, putting things together. Like my brain goes crazy. It's too much information to hold, and it's too many. Like oh, pick up all the items and do this and the crafting and that. It's overwhelming. It's yeah. I I played I think like three hours of a new playthrough on that mm-hmm. switch and i was like that's i'm done i've seen enough for now it was the same thing with breath of the wild like mm, i don't know what, yeah. what it is and it's so interesting that something so i'd say complex manages to appeal to such a wide range of people from many different demographics it's 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 almost a case study i cannot honestly say why that is i agree it's really mm. impressive what they've mm. i felt the same way about diablo 4 actually i was like well they managed to sell this like really dark gritty fantasy like horror fantasy to like you know like right we'll be we'll goldberg, be goldberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like what the hell <laughs> but I, I i know it's the same with this game i i uh, i mean aaron and i have obviously both played the shit at this game so uh we both really yeah a lot it's really i feel really i feel like it's your guys's game of the year is that off the mark you guys you guys love could that be. game it could be i don't even i see anything that could really contend with this game like so, yeah. so Aaron, it's a lock. It's a lock for game of the year. The only, I mean, maybe, maybe Starfield is gonna like next gen my brain. Maybe Alan Wake is gonna do something. Mm. Like, I just don't really. I think in you know at the end of the decade, this game's gonna be in everybody's. This is gonna be in most people's top five. You know, whatever. It's gonna show up. It's gonna be a game of the decade. Like, this is one of the best games I've probably ever played. Um, I, I hear Nick's concerns about the complexity. I don't know if you started from the beginning or from like a a file that was already going. I do think oh, that it was a fresh dole... save. Fresh save. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like they dole out most of the complexity reasonably well, but I could see how it would seem overwhelming in the start. Um, like the game does a really good job of sort of like keeping you focused and remembering. Like you're not doing twenty things at once. You're usually pretty focused on what you're doing. Um, but there is always like a billion things to do. I don't know. I've put a hundred hours into that game. I'm I'm probably slowing down at this point, and there's so much other stuff on the horizon. It's going to be. I might just go back and kind of finish the last two uh, dungeons and and main quest stuff. But um, it's been a great experience. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's 
terms of game design, the most next gen game I've played of the year, like definitely. Um, I mean, the, the, I don't know. Like I, I uh, Nintendo has clearly got some really skilled development and, and tribal knowledge in there because this game is just like it, I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. Like I liked Tears yeah. of the Kingdom or Breath of the Wild like a lot, but like I I also kind of had like a lot of complaints with it. Um, like I yeah. think I bumped it off 2017 game of the year. Like I don't think it even got no PUBG got bumped. It was Zelda you bumped, was number You five. remembered it the last moment, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like it wasn't my game of the year that year. Um, and I liked it, but I, like you know, I I, I think uh, this game like seriously makes the other game feel like a, a rough draft. Like I, I I think it's rare for like a masterpiece to come along, and then you make another masterpiece that makes the first one seem inconsequential and like not even worth your time. Like that's like I think it's just that much better. Like I I wouldn't recommend anyone play the first game. <laughs> play so you're, so you're saying it's now. the so you're saying it's the Twin Peaks, the return of video games, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, why watch it, the original series now? Just watch Dude, the- who would say such a thing? I wouldn't, why watch I wouldn't say that. This I love the original series. Blasphemy. But, who is this heretic? Can somebody get me hired to burn him? <laughs> but I, but it, it, I really do think that, that Breath of the Wild feels like not even exaggerating, like like irrelevant. It's like don't even bother. Like this game has all everything the first game has, but just much better, much 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 better. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that it didn't fix from Breath of the Wild that I hated was pausing the game and going through the menus and changing shit. And this game is yep. like even more of that. It's like they they iterated on that and made it so you have to do even more. Now your bow can like you have to go into the menu and like change your arrow types so you can like shoot all. It's just too much pausing the game to like access menus. Like I hate doing hmm. that. I hated that in the first game. I hate doing that in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, like your builds. I don't like pausing the game to like drink potions or like do. I, it's not a fair thing. RE4 remake you do a little bit, but it's very minimal. This game is to do yeah, it yeah. every time you climb a hill, you get into a fight, you go into a cave, you change your 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 light gear, you go underground, you change like there's just so many conditional items yeah. that it's like yeah. frustrating. But that's really the only thing I can knock on this game. I say other than that and the fact that it's on the Switch, which sucks. But <laughs> it's it's it's. It's worth. It's like playing Bloodborne on PS4. It's like worth suffering. The technology for the game is so good. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not as stuttery as Bloodborne. Um, I would say, like, like, like you said, it's the most next gen game. It's funny to contrast it with Final Fantasy 16, which, like I said, really feels like a PS3 game to me in terms of its interactivity <laughs> and sort of like, like design. Yeah, it's so funny. Right. <laughs> it's but it, but it's it's maxing out those graphics. It's got the ray traced shadows and stuff. Uh, whereas this is on PS3 equivalent hardware, and it feels like oh, this is what a next gen game could be, yeah. or this is this is one one direction. It's like know, a Half Life Two. Go. When you played Half Life Two for the first time, it was like holy shit, this is the future, right? Right. Or or yeah. even Metal Gear Solid Two. I mean, I first played Metal Gear Solid Two, oh, and the yeah. guards were like talking to each other, like looking for me in this in the, in the little cabinets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've talked too much about it this about this game, I think. But uh, it, yeah, I, I can't see anything really. I hate to spoil my my game of the year pick, but I, I really can't see anything like coming <laughs> like in between this game and that that spot. Uh, has anyone else played Harat? I have. No. Okay, it's I, I've talked about it. It's rad. It's awesome. Kevin, you want to say anything? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 so most of the uh, the boomer shooters are um, mm-hmm. Doom likes. Like they're heavily influenced yeah. by Doom, but this game is a Quake-like, so it's much more like Quake than Doom. 
Uh, it does have a, it does have a shotgun that actually kills stuff on like Quake, so there's that. But I, <laughs> to make yeah, game, I managed but, to be a lot better than Quake, but <laughs> yeah, it's so I I think it's I haven't so I haven't, I've only played the first uh, episode, but I really liked when I played. I thought it was it has like a, a very funny kind of weird sense of humor to it, and mm-hmm. um, it's set in like. The Czech Republic. Eastern Europe. Yeah. Okay. Czech Czech Republic. It's it's chat. It's set in Prague during like a stalker like a mission event. Oh, is that what the setting is? Okay. Yeah. It, it's just one of those games where like you're fighting a bunch of monstrous like humans that are unexplained and it, and it just kind of throws you in. And I think that really works for it actually. Um, oh, also in 1987, so it's the Soviet Union. Oh. And there's there's all kinds of political references and like political jokes from that. It, it, it's it's pretty thoughtful. I don't know. It's yeah. a cool game. It's definitely I think one of the better boomers I played, no question. So I, I need I'm to be. I'm intrigued. I'm adding it to my list. Yeah, it's worth mm. checking out for right. sure. Yeah. I yeah I really liked it. I would say it's gonna it it'll make my list for sure. Well, who knows? This year is really starting to go places, but but likely it, 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 I like it a lot. Uh, Dredge, who played this? I played Dredge. Me. I bought it, but I haven't played it yet. <laughs> I, th- I think it's I think it's really really good. Will it be in my top ten? Who knows? Uh, I don't think it's a game of the year, but I think it's good. It's like a good hmm. game. You don't think it's a game of the year? No. Oh. I, think I don't think good. so either. I think I'm on the same boat as Orin. I, I think I played through it. But ah, I do same think... boat as Orin. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think it was um, a fun one. And I did enjoy it. I think, like, ultimately for me, like, I really liked the mechanics and everything. But by the end of the game, I was like, okay, I'm not playing you anymore. We're done. This is this is the end of the game. So I was, like, happy when it ended. But I did enjoy it during that period, right? Like, it kind of, <laughs> like, played itself out by the end. But, like, but I think it lasted just long enough to, to beat the game. How do you feel, Arnie? You think that's accurate? Yeah, I think, I think it's, like, um, the moment it started to overstay its welcome around the 10-hour mark, it ends. Yeah. And I thought that was good. Unlike Final Fantasy 16, which is like by the 40 hour mark, I'm like, okay, it's time for this game to end. And it goes on for another 30 hours. And it's like, oh my God, what is going on? Hmm. So I, I think, I think it, that is like an underrated thing that you see like in indie games a lot, but not in AAA games is that indie games, I think generally know like it's time to end the game and they know that. Triple AAA, AAA games don't really have that self-awareness anymore. Like Red Dead 2 is too long. God of War Ragnarok's oh, too long. So many of these games are too fucking long, and I think AAA devs need to like start understanding that. You know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I went on my soapbox. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I like the Lovecraftian fishing. I think it's a great idea. I, th- I thought that I actually had. I was like, well, that's a cool idea for a game. And so someone did it. So I, yeah, and they did it well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Hmm. Kind of gives me uh, Darkest Dungeon vibes. Yeah. From I just played the demo, but yeah, I like the It looks like, kind of like Wind Waker. Like the water, like really. Oh, like yeah. That's true, huh? Mm-hmm. The game has some terrifying moments, too, where like you'll just be in the middle of a sea and a Leviathan will spawn. And it's it, it, moments like that really made the game. Good. Have you tried mm-hmm. leaving? Like just going into the ocean, like way out? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't you get, don't you just get attacked by a Leviathan? Hey, spoiler alert. Or something? I can't remember. It's been a moment since I played it. So, if you played Subnautica, right. you'll be familiar with what happens. Oh. Uh, <laughs> maybe I didn't do that. Maybe I never did that. So I don't know what happens. So there you go. Uh, anyway. All right. Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. Probably a strong number two game of the year for me. Yeah, that's I mean... A, th- I, oh, yeah, go ahead. That's <laughs> it. I think that's going to be like all of our top 
somethings, right? There's no question. Yeah. We, all, we all love that game. That game's awesome. That that game was like crack to me this year. Like yes, <laughs> last year's crack was Elden Ring. This year's crack was Resident Evil Four Remake. It was just the game that I put over a hundred hours into, not because I needed to. It's because I wanted to. Like I mm. literally could not stop playing it. Like even after I platinumed it. And after I was like one of the top 150 players in the world for Luis for the castle level, That's I was awesome. still fucking playing it. I was like, I could not stop playing this game. It's so fun. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it might just be my game of the year just for that. I mean, I, that game just sucked me in completely. Same. Same. This is it's it's it was intoxicating. Like there's just something magical every time a new Resident Evil game comes out. I think those are the perfect replayable games. Right. Like, it's so fun just to go through them over and over again. It's one of the first platinums I think this year. Maybe mm. the only platinum this year because it was just that much nice. fun. Wow. Just go oh, through you it many too? times. Damn. Yeah, platinum yeah, yeah. buddies. Damn. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. I think it was like 55 hours, 60 hours Whoa. or something. Elite but it's, gamer. It's, Damn. Nice. It's it's. It was so fun. It just, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think everyone was a bit skeptical going in because, you know, Resident Evil 4 is kind of untouchable, the original. But they managed to outdo themselves and actually deliver something that's, that's great, that's smooth. They've perfected everything that they did in the last few games with Resident Evil 8 and the remakes. You know, it's, I honestly don't know what they're going to do next, how they're going to improve on like five mm. and six if they go in that direction outside of maybe you know just using the same combat that, that'd be interesting because they've always managed to add new mechanics and i think everything that comes with the parry in this game is so fun like it makes mercenaries that much more enjoyable than, yes. than any of the last few iterations that were a bit cheap i'd say in the other games Definitely. um so yeah no I, I might be my number one honestly like definitely as Wrong game of the year contender might end up actually being that one. I just hope they actually make DLC for it, like the right. extra content, the mm. Ada, Simon Ada, and all of that. I hope so. Separate A's, you know. They need that stuff. We need Ada and Mercenaries, Westcorn Mercenaries still. Yes. Yeah, I I need a reason to go back to play it. I feel like the reason why I haven't gone back to play is because like I feel I'm. It's getting to the point where I, I feel icky how much time I've put into that game. <laughs> I've just it's just like too addicting and too fun and um i think it's um i feel like somewhat queasy giving game of the year to a remake but i kind of justify mm. it to myself by saying that it's not really like a remake in a traditional sense it's more like a culmination of the game design philosophy of modern capcom and they're just using re4 as a template for that that's how i feel mm. so i kind of justify it in my head that way um, because it's just, it's like everything that they've been doing, starting with seven and just kind of seeing it blooming with four remake, it's just been such a, such a treasure. I've just really enjoyed seeing that evolution. Totally. All right. Uh, I don't even know if this could really qualify for a game of the year, but Hitman Freelancer. Yeah, I don't think... The more I think about it, I don't think it qualifies as a game of the year, but like it's definitely the best DLC of the year, right? Like it's just, oh, yeah. oh my it's, god, it's so fucking good. Uh, like it, it'll be my DLC of the year. Like I, I, I doubt anything will top it unless the uh, separate ways DLC comes out this year. It's amazing. It's it's gonna be my DLC of the year. Or, Elden Ring or, has DLC. 
Is that coming out this year, you think? Oh, well, also the yeah. Cyberpunk oh, one. No. no, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk, shit. yeah. That's also, good. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Freelancer was... I put 100 hours into Freelancer. It was so much fun. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. How do you compare it to Returnal for, for Roguelike? Uh, I think it, I, I, I like it more personally, but I fucking love Return. I mean, Hitman's my favorite franchise, so you can't mm, okay. like, like Hitman World of Assassination is my favorite game of all time. So it's kind of, oh wow, you know, yeah, I fucking love that trilogy. It's brought so much joy to my life these past eight or so years. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nice to see it bloom and and transform and become what it is now. If I think about the beginning of like you know just the episodic format, everything coming out, like was was it like one episode a month or something? I think with the first one back in twenty sixteen, yeah, it was an experiment. Yeah. It was an experiment that I personally liked a lot. I know a lot of people hated it, but I think it the reason why part of the reason why it was my twenty sixteen game of the year is that I was always thinking about Hitman as they were releasing the game because they released Paris at the beginning of the year, and then two months later they did Sapienza. So that game was just a part of my life for all of 2016. <laughs> and mm. it was really controversial, but I was one of the few people that thought it was brilliant. Um, and I know I'm not alone because the Giant Bomb people also loved that format. But um, I think Freelancer is just such a great swan song to the franchise. Like, you know, if they're, if they're going to take a break from Hitman for for a while io interactive i think that was a great way to put a bow on it it's a dream come true i think for for fans of the series it's literally like what we always dream of with those games like man if i could just keep playing and playing but it's always someone different it would be mm-hmm. so nice it's, well there yeah. you go this is literally it uh, i think even the one thing that i do appreciate about it is the mastery system is very slow like very slow. I think the main uh, to to progress because I think most of the times with those games, with some of those games at least, roguelikes, like you start leveling up so quickly and you kind of see the end goal of like I need to reach level a hundred out of a hundred and reach it in right. like like a few hours or something. Uh, with this one, I'm like I don't know level thirty five or something and it's taken forever. <laughs> right. So to actually reach the end of the road. Of all the upgrades and you know pimping out the house and all of that, it's gonna it's gonna take a while. That's cool. I remember I was playing, yeah. I was playing uh, Street Fighter Four. They added a roguelike mode as a DLC, and I was initially like, "Why did they do that?" And then I was like, "Oh, this is actually like, the most content they could have given me, adding a roguelike mode. It's like you, yeah. can, you can play for almost ever. It's always different." So. It, right. It, it also transforms it into like a true role playing experience. Like you really feel yeah. like you're role playing as and like a freelancer assassin by doing yeah. that mode. It's the best version of Hitman by like a huge margin and Hitman 2016 was my game of the year also like it it like the point of the um releasing it month by month the episodic format was to get people to engage with the levels instead right. of just play them as disposable things and I think that this does that so much better than than mm-hmm. that did cuz I didn't play Hitman 2016 until all of them were out at the end of the year and they had the the game of the year edition or something and I played right. that it came out like October or November but um Oh my god, this it's it's so good. You could play it forever. I've taken a break, but I probably put like 150 hours. I beat the campaign several times. I've like gotten almost all the guns. I've been pimping out my house, trying different shit. I got like it made it really fun to go back and play the uh, escalation missions and the um, elusive cool. targets because all of a sudden now I'm like, wow, my Hitman IQ has gone up like 60 points. I'm like, I can do these elusive targets in like five minutes, first try, like. Because those those are the ones that you fa- if you fail once you can't play it again. Right. Um, 
like oh, it's I don't know maybe it is the game of the year yeah it's tough I have like three games that are basically tied for game of the year but I'm gonna just whittle that down and just say it's the DLC of the year I'm just gonna mm. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> alright well that'll be maybe a contentious category we'll see we'll see uh, anything else we wanna say about Freelancer it's rad yeah it's really good Dead Space Remake. I bought it, played the first three uh, chapters, and I haven't gone back to it. I think it's because I had just played Dead Space original, and I was a little... Too much shit was going on, but like, I like it. I want to play more. It's too bad it came out this year. Because hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's just not going to... I mean, it's awesome. It's, it's probably awesome. going gonna... to... It's going to be like top five maybe for me we'll see we'll see how this year plays out but i think uh it just came out in a really crowded year and i don't think it's going to show up in a lot of game of the year conversations but it's awesome it's so well done i mean the ishimura got the treatment it always deserved like it's just so but it's just one of the one of one of the all-time uh horror haunted houses it's just so good it's just so good they killed it making metroidvania I, i love that remake I think the remake is better than the original, which hmm. is not. I, I, agree, I agree with that because um, I think they expanded the story in some really cool ways. Um, yeah. And I, and I think just making it like the Ishimura, like a Metroidvania really added to it. And I think the original Dead Space doesn't really have a lot of atmosphere, really, when you kind of come down to it. Like it, everything's what? really brightly lit. Like, this game really feels terrifying. Mm, like, your flashlight yeah. is the only thing that can light certain spaces hmm. up. Like It's I so think, dark. I think yeah. they really they really went places with this game. Hmm. It should be my t- on my list for sure. Absolutely. Probably my top five. No, I mean, no question, my top five. Yeah, I think it'll make my top five. It, it depends on how good Alan Wake 2 is. I know, mm. God. Yeah. That looks so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so good. <laughs> I'm so hyped. But who knows? I think Remedy is like one of the best developers in the world, but they have missed. So like maybe Alan Wake Uh, Two just doesn't. Every other game's missed, maybe. What's the game with the play as the guy with like the cutscenes, the watch television? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Quantum Break. Yeah, Yeah, Quantum Break. Yeah, Yeah, I never played that. And then some some people would argue that Alan Wake One was a mess. So Uh, yeah. This, this one right this here. <laughs> yes. um. So it could be a miss. We'll see. Um, but I recently wrote about it on uh, on Reddit. They actually asked. They're like, "What do you?" They're like, "Would you guys recommend Alan Wake One, or should I just wait to play two? And I made a post, and then people agree. They like, gave me a thumbs up. So what did they say? What did they say? Oh, what, what what did you say? I guess I said, in my opinion, the first game is a heavy narrative game with horror influences. I would call it a game influenced by survival horror as a genre, but fundamentally a narrative third-person shooter, and isn't much like that mm-hmm. genre's action horror cousins of RE4 or Dead Space. I enjoyed the storytelling mm-hmm. of Alan Wake, but ultimately by the end, I was ready for it to be over. I'm willing to bet Alan Wake Two will be will cover all the important story beats from one, and will be the over-the-shoulder survival horror game you want. They were like, should I play mm-hmm. one or should I just play two? And I was, I was like, basically I just play two. Also, uh, <laughs> Control is connected to alan wake now like that game shares a universe with that very cool i i I wouldn't be surprised if uh what's her name shows up in the game um chessie fadden or whatever yeah 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 Mm -hmm. she she could because i don't know i don't want to spoil control but (laughs) she's so strong she'd be too strong for like a horror game 
you know? I, f- I feel like she could show up, though, because the Alan Wake DLC kind of tees it up that they are going to meet at some point. So Yeah. Yeah. So you don't play as Alan Wake in 2, though. Anyways, I'm not getting t- tangent here. On no, you. I, oh, in 2, yeah, you do. I think it's going to be like you can... They're doing a weird gameplay thing that could pay off, could not pay off, where you can switch off between Alan Wake in the dream world. Right. And oh. the cop investigating it at any time. It sounds really cool in concept. I don't know if it's going to work out, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah that we'll could be messy. It, it could be messy. That could know. be the medium. It could Girl. be the medium. <laughs> it could be the medium. That is. Um. So, you know, you guys talk about The Legend of Zelda being the game of the decade. I think the medium is the worst game of the decade. Let's just lock it in right now. Bro, you didn't play Gollum. Yeah. I'm not gonna play Gollum, but the worst game I the worst Redfall, game I've dude. played. Redfall. Yeah, but at least before Red- we get to disappointments, <laughs> we got we got to talk a little bit about Hi-Fi Rush. Who played Hi-Fi oh, yeah. Rush? Orin did. Oh, okay, I played this it for like is, five seconds. I don't doesn't count. I played it for an hour. This is uh this game is like tied for my game of the year with Resident Evil Four Remake, and I feel like it's gonna be tough choosing between the two because Hi-Fi Ru- Resident Evil Four Remake is is like you're eating leftovers but they're like the best leftovers ever you know what i mean it's like just ah oh, this these leftovers are so good um hi-fi rush is like a new dish completely and it's like mm. not maybe as addictive to eat as those leftovers but like it felt so new and mm. so great and I just some of the highs I had in that game were just so high. Like that like there were like three or four boss fights where like I was so blown away by what I was playing. I was like, I cannot believe video games, right? Like video games are amazing. And I just I love Hi-Fi Rush. That game is just I'm I'm so thrilled that Tango Gameworks is finally getting the respect they deserve. Um, because you know, they made the Evil Within games kind of mixed even though i think evil with evil within two is particularly underrated and one of the best games mm-hmm. ever um and i just think hi-fi rush is fantastic i think I, th- I feel like a little bit vindicated because the most cynical youtube reviewer like on the internet who's yahtzee um which um aaron mentioned earlier uh he loves that game and he talks about how he loves it so much all the time so i feel like vindicated that like the most cynical youtube reviewer loves that game like and if he loves it then i feel okay to love this game so i can i can go on and on and on i still listen to the soundtrack to that game all the time when i'm working out like i love the uh cover of uh, fiona apple they use in the game i love the cover of flaming Mm. lips they use in the game i love all the characters hi-fi rush is kind of what i wanted final fantasy 16 to be to be honest, because mm. I think I think Hi-Fi Rush understands how pacing works and understands how humor works. It does the Devil May Cry style combat better than Final Fantasy 16 does. The only mm. thing Final Fantasy 16 does better is spectacle. But like, who cares? Right. Because I'm feeling the beat with this game. I'm loving the beat. I'm 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 becoming one with the music. I'm becoming one with the visuals. Like that game is fucking special. That game. The last thing I'll say to put a bow on it is it is for me. It was the Ratatouille moment when the critic eats the Ratatouille at the end of the movie and he shoots back to his childhood. Hi-Fi Rush did that for me. I felt like I was playing a GameCube or Xbox era game, but today and it tapped into feelings that I haven't felt in a long time. Like ugh. Gush, 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 gush. I love Hi-Fi Rush. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, 
somewhat quickly, just because I, I got to be mindful of, of uh, time for all of us here. Let's go through the disappointments of the year of the year of the year. That'd be funny. Um, starting with the Last of Us Part One on PC, Nick. Tell me about those uh, shader compile times. Oh no, Jesus! Yeah, I'm. I'm not kidding. I have almost like 20 hours of gameplay on Steam for The Last <laughs> oh, of Us Part God. One. Only eight of those hours are actual gameplay. <laughs> oh, that sucks. <laughs> the funniest thing is that I found out like the third time I did it, I was like, oh, okay, this is why it's happening. But basically, if you do like a smart defrag or whatever of your HDD and SDD. Uh, it automatically loses all of the shaders. It has to oh, be compiled no. them again. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's happened a few times now. Uh, and with each new update, it, it does it again. I, I, I was excited for this. I shouldn't have been. Probably should have waited to get it before it came out. Mm. I, I, I fell prey to the, to the marketing and to the excitement and the hype machine after the TV show came out. And, yeah, I tried to play it on day one. I only managed to play it on day two after everything actually managed to work out and it's it's a disappointment because it's just not a good port i think the game itself is is it's the last of us everyone knows yeah. of it but yeah just, it's a shockingly mediocre port uh, and i think it's from the same guys who handled the uncharted port which is also a bit uneven i'd say mm. um not the best port not the best port but at least was playable <laughs> from day one you know which is uh, not what happened with this one, sadly. Mm. That's right. That is a bummer because it is a good game. What a I thought bummer. the remaster updated some things, that made it even more fun to play. But yeah. it also came out. They had, yeah, they had the hype from the show, man, and they just right. Oh, yeah. Why didn't Nexus do this game instead of, instead of the, the the shooter for a game? This should have been the game that they did. Because they're doing Bloodborne. Um, no. Uh, anyway, speaking okay, speaking of disappointments, the show is pretty disappointing too. So there yeah, you go. I think we're gonna get to that in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe a separate podcast. But uh, the same day. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry to hear that, Nick. That's yeah, it's a bummer. Have I you tried it recently? You, my is it any better? I want to now that I'm back from like holiday and everything. Okay. Like there was a new like two gigabyte update. I don't know for what. So I hope it's actually more stable. I just want stability. I don't want that every time I like. Turn the camera around, you see the world disappear sometimes. Oh, <laughs> it's, it was fun seeing all the scenes behind the scenes. Oh. Yeah, it is mm. what it is. That's, it's so weird because it's such a it's Naughty Dog, like the kings of polish. and This is just I not, feel like it's like the that. quintessential Sony prestige game, Last of Us 1. Mm-hmm. So like of all the games mm-hmm. to not bungle, to me that seems like the critical one. Yeah. Even more than Uncharted, yeah. I think. I think Last of Us 1 is... Oh, like, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I think Last of Us 1 is like... I mean, that fucking GQ list that came out, the top 100 games of all yeah. time, was like number two or something. Yeah. 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 Well, that is a bummer. Uh, I'm going to quickly touch on Atomic Heart. Uh, I wouldn't say a disappointment of the year. Not like an incredible game, was. but like my expectations weren't that high, so I was kind of like, the few hours I played... I had a reasonably good time. It took me some places, and then I stopped playing, and I felt good about it. I didn't beat it. I didn't love it. It was not what I wanted it to be, I guess. I think it's disappointing. It wasn't like a huge disappointment, but it was just kind of like, eh, this could have been better. Yeah, it could have been better, for for damn sure. Uh, Layers of Fear? I played that one. I don't know if anyone else has. That's by Bluebird. The Walking Sim remake. Oh, man. 
Oh man! Uh, fucking bloober teams added again Bluber. with their this trash. Is, this portends badly for the future. Tell us. It's about fun this because next. it's. I, I literally wonder like who who wanted this? Who wanted like the whole layers of fear experience in just one package? Because it basically is like layers of fear one, layers of fear two, an extra chapter and an extra epilogue, just all together in one game, and it's incredibly mediocre. <laughs> I managed to play the full first game of Layers of Fear last year because I, I owned it since it came out. I think I played like a couple hours, dropped it, and I picked it up again just to kind of 100% it and go through the story. And it was alright. You know, it's exactly, you know, the, the walking scene, whatever. Uh, but in this one, they basically do the same thing <laughs> over again, except they try to add gameplay, but it's only worse. There are like these sections where you at one point in the game, you pick up a lantern that you can use to kind of temporarily stun the ghost that's chasing you. And so you have these four sequences where you're kind of like going in a loop trying to find a code to open a door where you're chased by the ghost. And so every like 30 seconds you have to turn around, hold the lantern, ghost goes down, you turn around, walk a little bit, 30 seconds, turn again. Like it's this, it's just boring, dull. And the worst thing is that already the voice acting and writing wasn't the best, you could say, in the first two games. The new chapter of the writer is very weak uh to put it kindly it has a like my ass joke in the first like five minutes of the game <laughs> oh, it's no. like oh uh, going a creepy lighthouse my ass it's like oh what it's like uh, this is to be like 1956 or something <laughs> so no uh, hmm. i was hoping it would be a chance for them to kind of polish it up and do something better they changed the engine i think it's unreal engine 5 um but it's lost a lot of its, you know, like high contrast images and lots of its it's very choppy performance. I've seen a lot of people complain about that as well. This one has very ugly popping. I thought it was just mm. one of my issues. And with a game that's all about, you know, reach the end of the corridor, turn around <laughs> and things change, like to see pop texture popping. It's, yeah. And to close it off, like again, there was one moment, walking in a room. There's a piano, I played the key on the piano, the piano slammed shut and there was no sound. <laughs> and I've seen other people have the oh, same no. issues, like, wonderful, wonderful atmosphere in the horror game. Uh, you know, so... Mm. That's Layers of Fear 2023. Man, that's... Silent Hill 2 is going to be so bad. I yeah. just keep... scared. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. sucks. Mm. All right, uh, Redfall. I don't think we have too much to say about this that we haven't already said. It's it's kind of the, you know, it's it's a tragedy that the studio that made one of our favorite games from the recent years made one of the worst games in recent memory. And um, I don't know. It's a bummer. Bad game. Yeah. Uh, like a dragon, Eason, Eason. Yeah, yeah. You know. I don't know, may, you know that Thanos meme where he's like, maybe I was too harsh on you, you know? <laughs> I'm kind of feeling that way a little bit now that I'm playing Final Fantasy sixteen uh, mm. for the, with this game, <laughs> but I think both of these games, Final Fantasy sixteen and Like a Dragon Ishin, I think I'm going to put them together here in this spot, and I just want to plea to Japanese game developers, like, pacing, man, just pace your game. Like, don't do this to me. Don't artificially pad your game with emotional payoffs and bullshit side quests and whatever. Just, like, learn to end your game. 
Yeah. Please, this is me, a Westerner, being an asshole, but I'm going <laughs> to... I mean, Western games have the same problem, right? Yeah. How that... long was God of War Ragnarok? God of War Ragnarok was the same thing. It's just that, yeah, and I think the one thing about Like a Dragon Ishin that left a weird taste in my mouth is the game's, like, politics were, like, weirdly isolationist in a way that mm. was off-putting, but, um, yeah... Yeah, I, I think I'm just tired of this style of action adventure, kind of an action adventure game posing as an RPG, but it's not really an RPG. And then it's like 60 hours long. And that, that type of game needs to end. It's like, if you're going to make an RPG, make an RPG. Don't do an action adventure game and say it's an RPG and make it 70 hours long because it just doesn't work. So, yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. I haven't beat it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I will play through it, but I do feel like coming from Yakuza like a dragon, it was definitely like this is not the same caliber as that. That game was like no. I couldn't put that game down. Whereas this was <laughs> like kind of. I've it's been. It's definitely been some very sloggy moments. So yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine the like a dragon um, seven game is much or Yakuza seven game. The RPG elements makes amazing and they're so they're so fun yeah uh actually that reminds me just really quickly i want to mention about um octopath 2 is it has a job system and i think that's something that makes jrpgs amazing is they have a job system like a dragon um yeah because like a dragon also has a job system too Hmm. nice all right let's talk quickly about the games coming up that could enter the conversation that could be important that could be worth our time uh, I'm gonna start Counter Strike Two, man. You guys know I love that game. It's gonna be it's gonna be the shit. Fucking CS Two is gonna rock my world so hard. Whenever it comes out, I still haven't been invited to the beta. Don't know what's up with that. Uh, also, Baldur's Gate Three. I know we got some skeptics here. We got some Baldur's Gate skeptics. I see you guys. I think you should not be skeptical of Baldur's <laughs> Gate Three. I think that game is gonna hit like a 94 Metacritic, and I think it's gonna be the shit. And uh, I think I'm gonna play it with my wife. Anyway. Where's Armored Core 6? Uh, fuck that game. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't make this list. I don't know. You could have. Armored Core 6. Uh, <laughs> that's the game I'm looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That comes out in, oh, oh, that comes out in like a month, huh? A month, yeah. Oh, my God. A FromSoft game is dropping in a month? I forgot about that. I like completely forgot about that. Yeah, they have gameplay so that, footage out now. You can like watch it. That could, be, that could be a game where you, you hit things with a mech. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, uh, sorry, I got barking dogs in the background, so sorry if you guys are hearing these that. These dogs are barking. I don't hear yeah. that. Uh, I think we already talked about Alan Wake 2, but I think we, everybody knows we're very we're excited about that. Um, that's my most anticipated, for sure. Mm. Yeah. So, same here. I, I think that's really the only game that I think can enter the conversation, unless like there's a surprise indie. Mm-hmm. I just think that game looks really promising, and... I think it has the potential to... If Resident Evil 4 Remake is the Resident Evil 4 of this year, I think Alan Wake 2 is going to be the Resident Evil 2 of this year. So mm. that's what I'm thinking. Uh, other games I'm looking forward to, uh, Remnant 2 comes out this month. I think that game could this be... This month? In, this month, yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow. So I'll probably play that. I'll probably like it. I don't think it's a game of the year. It probably won't be, but I think it will be good. I think it will be a good game. Okay. Um, Starfield obviously comes out in a little over a month at this point. Uh, could go. Could there, it could be? Uh, there's a lot of ways this thing could go, right? Nick, do you have thoughts? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big space guy, so I wasn't too... Imp- I, I was impressed technically by the trailer and all the pretty promises, but at this point it's it's pretty promises. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it does feel... I think Yatsi talked about it in one of his videos, but it's all, or maybe like on a podcast or something, but yeah, it does feel like there's just way too many different possibilities of what you can do. I don't know how in-depth any of that is going to be or how polished it's going to end up being, so yeah. you know, only time will tell. Right. The, the Bethesda's or Todd Howard's approach to game design just doesn't resonate with me and it never has. Like he's hmm. just like, you could do this, you could build a camp, you could shoot guys, you could start a family. It's like, but I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> so like why why are you giving me the option? So I uh hmm. I'm not too excited for that game, but I'll maybe try it if people are like really effusive about it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's definitely an Aaron type of game. If it if it succeeds on its promises, a game where I can just kind of go like make my story. I, I I've had you know I really loved Oblivion. I really loved uh, Skyrim, and I I had a really good time with Fallout Three. So I think I don't know, but it it really does depend how much depth can they give all these different systems. Like Nick's saying, that's it, the that's 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 what remains to be answered. So we will see. It's a Kevin game too. I did every quest in Fallout 3 in the entire game and all the DLCs like I played that game like obsessively I like I love Fallout 3 I hated Fallout 4 but I loved Fallout 3 and I also like New Vegas that was also like pretty cool <laughs> everyone loves New Vegas I thought it was, I don't but uh I am very excited for Starfield it looks like a very much a Kevin game we'll see if they can deliver I I, I fear that the scope is too high on this game mm. I'm like can they mm-hmm. Can this really be good? Mm. I don't know. I just feel like I've been promised the world many times, and or I guess the galaxy at this point, many times, or the solar system. I don't know. And it just hasn't been. They've never delivered. So No Man's Sky is fun, but it is still a lot of like on rocks. Yeah. If this is so. just No Man's Sky <laughs> in in Gambrio, then it's going to be a fail. Yeah. Like a hard fail. It it has to be way more than that. Which is they are promising way more than that. So. Uh, I guess yeah. we'll see. Cyberpunk's got DLC coming out also. Yeah, it looks when great. does that come out? October? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah. That. I already bought it. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, that, that could be good. Uh, quickly, Oren, what are your personal top three games of the year? Two, three, one, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I guess number three would be Hitman Freelancer, even though it's like a DLC. Um, though it might as well be the game of the year because it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I think when it comes down to it, Hi-Fi Rush and Resident Evil 4 Remake are my games of the year, and I think it can really go either way. It depends on how I feel at the end of the year. Um, mm. I feel like it should be Resident Evil 4 Remake, because that game just sucked me the fuck in, but like Hi-Fi Rush was special in its own way, so that's where I'm at. Alright. Nick? Probably say Amnesia Bunker number three, uh, because it's yeah everything I wanted out of that game uh i i'll go with the cheat i'll say eight man freelancer for number two because it's again yeah it's i i I wouldn't be surprised if they end up making it its own standalone game for like 15 20 dollars honestly it's worth it um and then yeah no number one no brainer resident evil for remake it's just we talked about it's great it's amazing so good so good kevin um Mine would have to be Tears of the Kingdom, um, Street Fighter Six, and 
turn no Rari four. I, 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 if Returnal had actually come out this year, I'd be like Returnal, but I don't know if it came out this year. So, did it come out this year? I don't know. It's like Hitman for so Lancer. It's like, does it count? Does it how count? How are you ranking these? Yeah. How am I ranking them? Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, the, the game I think I had the most fun with this year was Street Fighter Six. So, oh, that's probably my number yeah. one. Oh, that's right. so cool. I would be so for that if that was your game of the year. Yeah, I think that would be my number one. And then probably RE4 or Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know. I could probably... Oh, the year it. of Capcom. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Street Fighter Six. like, I I bought it just like on a whim. Like, hey, I like, I like it. But, like, I, I love it. Like, I'm going to be playing it all year. I'm probably going to be playing it next year. Like, I'm considering yeah, not even playing yeah. Tekken. I'm going to play Tekken. But I'm considering not even playing it because I. Oh yeah, Tekken's this year. Oh my yeah. god, this year. This year's turning into 2017. It is. It really um, is. <laughs> oh, I think it's like surpassed it at this point. Like I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's Kingdom is like way better right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, for me, like uh, Amnesia: The Bunker is is definitely a top contender. Uh, Resident Evil Two is top contender. Hitman Freelancer is top contender. Uh, Resident really Evil the, Four. The contenders. Not two. Two? Oh, see my that was a Freudian slip. Um, but uh, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom is is pretty pretty strong for me. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you said you have a recommendation. So I have a unrecommendation. I okay. don't recommend Bo is Afraid. I watched it yesterday, uh, and no. I did not <laughs> like that Bo movie <laughs> at all. And I am a huge <laughs> fan of Ari Esther, as we already know. Uh, yeah. I watched it, and I was like. Like, my initial thought was, like, yo, fucking dumb. But then afterwards, I was kind of like, okay, maybe there was, like, something there. But my initial response was, like, that was fucking stupid. So, I don't know. I had, I, had, I, had, I had a harsh response. Yeah, I was like, that was dumb. Wow. But now, now okay. I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I didn't like it, but I'm glad it exists. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying, it like, it, it shouldn't be made. Well, imagine if he had made something that know. wasn't that. If he had made like a good movie, that would have been awesome. He had made a good movie. <laughs> well, the this, first like hour is good, uh, I think. I yeah, think I like the first hour. Incredible. The beginning the first is, hour is amazing. really good. The beginning and is really I, good, and then it goes into Interstellar. And it's like, okay, this is way too long. It's way too bloated. There's way too much going on. And the final act was just like, get, get me out of here. Yeah. I can yeah. see that. Um, End this already, for God's sakes. I remember yeah, I paused like, it, and I was like, oh, it's probably almost over. It's like halfway. The the moment uh, directed by Ari Aster appeared on the screen at the end, I like bolted out of the theater. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I can't do this anymore. Um, yeah, but maybe it, maybe it, in six months I'll be like, that's an ingenious movie. Like maybe it'll it'll come around, but I don't think so. But just I think about your relationship with your mother, and uh, I think it'll it'll grow. But no, I trust me. I'm like, oh my god, this is the most accurate representation of anxiety I've ever seen in my life. Like the beginning right. is just like holy shit. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. The beginning is is is. Uh... It's it's no synecdoche, New York, but yeah. If it, if but you know what he like, said? He said, Ari Esther said, he said, this is, I think this is like this is a story for this movie, and it completely encapsulates honestly how I feel. He's like, with uh, Hereditary and Midsummer, I feel like I built up enough goodwill with people to just throw it all away, just to burn all of that <laughs> goodwill with this movie. Right. <laughs> mm. It is like so. Like, it's like, it's a, like... An, an intentional bomber, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it though. Like. Well, uh, you know what? Like enough people love that movie where, like, I mean, fucking Martin Scorsese is like obsessed with that movie. Bong Joon Ho yeah. is obsessed with that movie. So it's like, I think at the end of the day, what he did paid off. I just don't think it's for me. 
but that's how I felt. It was I interesting. Think. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah. A th- I just movie. added it to the show notes for the next podcast. So, because <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't recommend uh, it unless you. It's just because it's so long. That's the that's the real thing. It's just too it's long. It's really long. It's way too long. Yeah. They should have cut out like the middle of the movie. Oh damn! It's the it's, Final Fantasy 16 of movies this year. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I'm more I'm more positive about it than negative, but I do think it's very flawed. Uh, but I also think it does some things incredibly well, which apparently each act of that film was kind of loosely based or maybe even not so loosely based off short films he made in film school mm-hmm. that I have not seen. So I don't know. I could see that. What, it felt way more yeah. experimental than his other stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, uh, does anybody else want to do a recommendation? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, my recommendation, I'm going to second what Aaron has said before, which is go for a walk. Just go for like if you if you have a lunch break, spend part of your lunch break going for a walk. I think it it helps. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I recommend that you listen to our podcast in two weeks, which will have me, Nick, and Oren talking about the TV shows and films we've watched this year. Also, maybe some some other things. So that's my recommendation. Uh, Nick, did you want to recommend anything before we get out of here? The only thing I have in my ma- on my mind right now is the new Mission Impossible, which I watched like four hours ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so hell yeah. I'll nice. go with that one. It's it's right. fun. Very fun. So good. Awesome. Uh, Madden, we love you. Everybody, thanks for listening. Nick, thank you for stopping by. We know you're a busy guy. And we really appreciate having you. And uh, that was awesome. Always and a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Check out the uh, Discord if you're listening. There's a link in the show notes. And, um, you know back in two weeks. Adios.